Hey there, Attack on Titan fans! Welcome to another episode of the Attack on Titan After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we are talking about episode 30, Historia. Is this probably the greatest love story we might get in the show? Who knows? But we're going to talk about it. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz Begin. I'm just kind of waiting for the day uh, somebody, uh, you know, somebody on YouTube decides to cut together the scene of Amir jumping off the tower right. with Whitney Houston's "And I Will Always <laughs> Love You." <laughs> I was, I was thinking you were going to go Titanic. Like I was thinking you were going to. You know what? It did Dion. occur to me earlier yeah. today that that would also be My fitting. Heart will go on. That's the name of the song. <laughs> If somebody wants to get on that, feel free to tweet it at yes. us as soon as possible. Sure, but hey there, Attack on Titan fans. Welcome to another episode of the Attack on Titan After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we're talking about episode 30, Historia. Let me go ahead and introduce my fantastic panel. To my left, Emma Fife. That's me, Emma Fife. I can be found on Twitter and Instagram at my name, Emma Fife. To her left, Katie Cullen. Sorry, I'm too busy watching the really cool but, scene on yeah. the opening that's playing It's up so there. good. Yeah. Hi, all my buddies. You can find me all over the social medias at Kiaje. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. And I'm rocking out over here. I'm Megan Salinas. You guys can tweet at me at the Manglin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. Sadly, Alexis Torres cannot be here with us tonight. She's tweet. on a plane. She's off fighting snakes. She's on a plane. Yeah, she's off on a secret mission. Uh, Hopefully there Titans. are no snakes on that plane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. That would be the worst. That would be the yeah, literal terrible. worst. Um, but yeah, she she decided to go off on a trip, and she surprised everybody by turning into a Titan, uh, and it made things really awkward for everyone. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you've got fun stuff to say, we have a hashtag on Twitter, ABTV Titan, and we also have the live chat on YouTube. And I think my favorite thing in the live chat right now is apropos of nothing, Andrew Fedge saying the Colossal Titan would be played by Billy Zane. <laughs> Sure. Oh my god! I'm in. I see I'm it. I'm down. I see it. I for, yeah no. Yeah, perfect. I haven't seen as lovely a resemblance actually uh, at, at, since you know Willem Dafoe and Ryuk. So, <laughs> which is Again, the only the, thing I'm looking forward to. The one <laughs> redeeming quality yeah. of the upcoming live action Death Note. But I would actually totally watch that. Did anybody see Demon Knight? Billy Zane when he wants to plays a fantastic mm-hmm. villain. Mm-hmm. I'm oh. just a Kingdom Hearts fan. I am aware of the Billy Zane. <laughs> of the, the Billy Zane's power to play villains. Submit! Okay, okay, God. It's the best. Um, so, speaking of uh, kind of things we're reminiscent about in terms of Titanic and things like that, this episode starts off with a flashback to when they're still uh, at the Academy. At this episode camp. is 50% flashback. It, it is like watching it Arrow. Is. But let me tell you guys, I have to say, I was really happy with the very first part of this flashback because you know who is in it. We have not seen once this entire season it was Jeanne we saw him for like two seconds he had one line did you notice they're like we're gonna go back out we're gonna save our teammates the only two people who didn't go with him Annie Jean. Yeah. <laughs> that was really upsetting. And then you see Jean for a hot second, too, when uh, when Krista's flashing back to when Amir was clearly forcing her to drink alcohol. Yes. Uh, just kind of I amazing. Looked, to me, that looked like, yeah, no, like fun no, forcing that, to that drink alcohol. absolutely drinking in like college. Hazing. Like, drink, yeah. drink, drink. Yeah, that's what it looked like Why to me. But, um, but, yeah, no, Jean's heart, he's been MIA this entire season I so far. No. 
that's really sipping upsetting. tea and eating He's diamonds. My favorite fancy boy, and I just want him to come back. <laughs> I was really glad to see him for three seconds in this I, episode. I hope that you know before we get into this episode, I hope that like coming up soon, since we're getting reacquainted with a lot of other characters, it looks like in the next episode that he will uh, he will show up again. Here's hoping, um, but kind of focusing on what we do see here. Um, we have training exercises in the snow. These poor kids were walking in the snow for nine hours uh, as part yeah. of their exercise. Well, yeah, if you stop, you die. Which I, I guess I actually, upon first watching this, I was really upset with them. I'm like, how how easy? Like, how hard is it to lose? Like, to keep an eye on your teammates and make sure it's not like they were going at a quick pace. Like, how hard is it to keep an eye on everybody? But then I actually thought about it, and actually a friend of mine um, hiked up Mount Whitney during uh, in a time where they thought the weather was going to be good, and it wasn't. Mm. And their group got separated. And you would think it'd be easy to stay together with everybody, but their group got separated, and it was a pretty bad situation. Everybody made it out okay, but I thought about that, and I was like, you know what? I should cut them some slack. Things happen. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely. Well, and I mean, you know... Yes, they are hiking through the snow and dragging along the <laughs> body of an extremely injured teammate who I'm still not entirely sure how he managed to survive that. Freaking uh, Daz. Yeah. Magic. Daz uh, of all people. I'm going to go with body heat because being held in a tight <laughs> sure, fist. Sure, is... sure. That, that makes sense. There you uh, go. But yeah, I, but, but at the same time, it's like, okay, yes, they were around wandering outside and once you do get separated in like a snowstorm situation it is very difficult to find one another uh and on top of that it's like we find out that like krista really was going out there to nobly commit suicide now here's the question and drag someone else down with her yeah now, well, here's you're the already thing. a goner we're all, we'll all die together is that what she was actually trying to do like is she even aware that that's sort of what maybe subconsciously she was doing. Emir points it out, but it could also be that Krista was just genuinely trying to do something good and was too stubborn to ask for help. I No, I, I'm definitely, yeah. given her backstory yeah. and everything, I'm definitely going to go with, everyone will be happier if I'm dead, so I'm just going to do it in the best way possible. Aww. Yeah, I completely agree with Katie on this point. I'm going to be noble. I, yeah. I'm going to be, you know, everyone will remember me as doing, you know, dying, doing something heroic. Right, exactly. It's not being noble, it's looking noble. Sure, and again... Because if she'd handed the dead weight off to Amir. Amir's bigger and stronger and probably... And she's also a titan, it. but there's no way she could have known that. Right. No. And probably would have had a much better chance of getting him to safety. Totally. Or even it working together. Pragmatic, yeah. 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 It was the pragmatic choice, but she chose not to do that. Yeah. It, that, yeah. I agree. It's like if she were legitimately trying to help this person. Because in her mind, it's like, obviously, she does not know that Ymir is a titan at this point. And on top of that, it's like, he's already pretty dead. <laughs> and, it, you know, they're kind of stranded in the middle of nowhere in the snow there's not a very good chance that this guy is going to survive. So from her point of view, this is the perfect opportunity to, again, like commit suicide under the guise of it was having been attempting to do something really good for this person, like drag him somewhere to like where he could get help. She, but she was never going to make it anywhere. She died saving a team. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Which, again, uh, anybody in like boot camp or in any portion of the military in this mm -hmm. world, 
you kind of have to get used to like that as a reality of sure. the world that they live in, especially for the Survey Corps. Um, but like, yeah, even the even the instructors were like, "Look, we're not going to send anybody out there in mm-hmm. the middle of the night as right. the storm's getting worse." No, that's a terrible idea. We'll wait till morning. Yeah, and I mean, she absolutely when we're knew that. sure they're dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're absolutely sure yeah. that we don't have to rush. And and again, it's like she definitely knew that. And the fact that she specifically, when Ymir brings up the thing of like, well, either just he's going to die or all three of us are going to die. She's like, no, you didn't bring up the, the scenario where you just go ahead and you're fine. She's yeah. not like where you take him and maybe you guys make it and I don't. <laughs> like that's not even that's not even yeah. something she brings up. She's no. like, oh yeah, you go on ahead. We'll be fine. I'll just yep. freeze to death and it'll yep. be cool. It's yep. totally fine. Um, yeah, she doesn't even bring like her mm-hmm. Emir helping mm-hmm. up as a possibility. I will give Krista a little bit of credit where she might have felt like even asking Emir, Emir might not have done it. Because Emir, you know, she's got a very rough around the edges personality. That being said, if this person's life is at stake, you ask anyway. Yeah. If you don't ask, then you are purposely being stubborn and obstinate. For yeah. sure. Well, and that's that's absolutely what she was doing. This yeah. was suicide by good deed. But uh, in this interaction, we also get a little bit, we're getting like little nuggets of Krista's backstory, like here and there. We find out that she's the daughter of a noble. Mm-hmm. So that, that could mean a number of things, but definitely a noble person's bastard daughter, which is one of the reasons why she was sent away, but they're still keeping an eye on her. And her options were either die or change your name and live a very small life. And she yeah. went with the still living bit. What I loved was watching Amir's facial expressions when she overheard that, and then we got the close-up. So... My question is, is that just sympathy for, oh, someone else is just as hosed as I am, I must needs look out for them? Or does Amir know more than she's letting on? Because we don't know how she became a Titan, why she became a Titan, anything. We really don't know anything about Ymir's backstory at all, except that she obviously went through a rough time uh, where she was, like, stealing stuff. This feels very like Kyoko and Madoka. Uh, and she's like, Because she's, like, hiding out in a church and stealing things, you know what I mean? Borrowing. Yeah. Borrowing that, things I know, to I love live. That that's how they translated it. I was just like, well, I'm, when I was borrowing things to live, and you're like, you mean borrowing permanently without exchanging any money? <laughs> With every intention. With an itemized take. receipt of all the stuff yeah, that you're taking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and, uh, and then and uh, she over here, uh, exactly, it's like other than we know that she had some rough times and she also knows about who Krista really is. Even though she doesn't know her real name, like she knows that there's there's, there's more trouble to going yeah. on there. Um, and she wasn't even sure that Krista was the one that they were talking about. You know, she That is true. Assuming. Now here's, here's the thing. As we know, anybody pretending not to be a Titan... Probably not necessarily the most honest of individuals. Sure. Um, and earlier this season, we were we were theorizing that she was actually a spy for the Order of the Wall. If she's telling the truth here, that might not necessarily be the case. So what I see here in this conversation is her either basically coming clean to the audience that she's not a spy for them, but found out about it through random happenstance and decided to go and reach out and try to find this person because she she empathized with her situation. Mm-hmm. Or 
she is withholding a little bit of the story and actually did become a spy for the Order of the Wall and volunteered after finding out this information. What do you guys think there's that this could go either way or are you guys leaning one way or another? I honestly have no idea. It's a coin flip. It yeah. really is. Yeah, I mean, I think that that is one of the things that keeps Attack on Titan really compelling is the fact that at this point, you really don't know what anybody's no. about. <laughs> except a- for, like, Aaron, who's still pretty dumb and incompetent. <laughs> and you get a revelation, and then you roll back through, like, 15 episodes and go, yeah. wait, so when they were doing this, that means, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that I'm absolutely certain of at the end of this episode is that, like, Krista and Ymir definitely do really care for each other on some yes. level. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm going to go the ship route, but I, if, if me somebody too. wants listen, to listen. say that it's just a deep kinship, that's fine, too. That's fine. Oh, hell no. Yeah, you're, enti- you're <laughs> cool. entitled, to your, entitled mm. to your opinion, even when your opinion is clearly yeah. wrong. <laughs> but I love, too, that, that when Ymir kind of reveals that she's pretty sure she knows who Krista is, and, you know, Krista has that conversation with her, and she's like, oh, so you you uh, you joined the survey corps to meet me? <laughs> you wanted to be my yeah. friend. Or you, you became a cadet oh. to meet me. Yeah. And she's like, no. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I don't know. It's fine. Um, Chad is having a really good time talking about uh, Krista Snow and Historia Targaryen. (laughs) (laughs) And also a little bit about Reiner. Oh, right. Talking about his crazy reflexes. Oh, my God. And I had a moment, too, when he, like, grabbed Krista by the ankle when she was falling where I was like, is he, like, is he about to, like, Throw her over the cliff because he thinks that she's like in, in league with, with the mirror. Yeah, their friend. Right, who he and Bertold now realize definitely is the one who ate their friend. Yeah, for for a moment, <laughs> I thought he was going to break her leg. Yeah, like, like whether like intentionally or unintentionally. I, I I was assuming that like with that oh, far off stare yeah. that it, it could have. Oh, it I was totally going to be an agree. accident. Yeah, but um, but you guys do bring up a good point. In that moment, um, like, we see, like, a straight-up PTSD flashback for him, and it manifests itself in a very aggressive way that we don't typically see from Reiner because he's so, you know, selfless and all about protecting the people around him because that's what his friend did for him. And so I'm wondering how this, you know, they're in a life-and-death situation right here. There's not really much they can do. But how does this revelation affect their future relationship with Emir? I don't know. Her relationship with the Survey Corps is tanked. She's been a titan for how long? Who knows? And it's already, and already, like, she wasn't, like, one of the inner buddies. You know what I, like, I always felt like there was a certain amount of, like, what is with that weird girl? Like, we mostly think she's okay because, like, Krista's cool with her. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, but it's not like Emir went around making friends. No, no, not at all. Uh, <clears throat> I, I mean, it, I, I'm curious, though, because one of the big revelations for them in this episode is the fact that when uh, Emir is down there in her Titan form and she's fighting off the Titans, that she's very concerned about the tower falling. Yes. So they realize, they're like, oh, no, she is trying to protect us because she very easily could just knock the tower over. Yeah. If she or, didn't care. Or she could just bolt. Sure. She could just use her ability just leave. to be like, okay, peace out. Titans. Yeah, because she's clearly um, like faster and smarter than the Titans they're up against. Yeah. So I feel like that's what she should have done after the tower had fallen. Like, we're down, we're good. Okay, keep holding on. We're getting the hell out of Dodge. 
But she didn't because she's but, fast. But she couldn't leave. She wouldn't leave Krista behind. No, I mean like once they were all off the tower because we had yeah. to go grab onto me if you want to live. All you have to say is keep holding on and then make a break for it. Yeah. Uh, I I guess you get overconfident after you drop a tower on a bunch of Titans. <laughs> yeah. In a yeah, pretty awesome cinematic sequence. It in was which a good sequence. She like ran, like not ran, but she like climbed around the edge of the tower, throwing out giant bricks to crush Titans. That was pretty cool. It was pretty. And rad. those bricks were Titan hand size. Those yeah, were huge bricks. Yep. Well, if that castle was haunted, it's certainly not anymore. <laughs> or it's more haunted, oh, right? <laughs> Depending on how you look at Titan ghosts. (laughs) I just, I I love that the relationship between Krista and Emir is basically, you're not allowed to die, you bitch. (laughs) Kind of. I love it. The most sassy that we've seen Krista the entire series. And this is the thing, like, I've always liked Krista as a character. I'm like, I, she, she doesn't come across as like, one of those like annoying, sweet little sister kind of girls to me. I was like, no, nah, there's more to her. No, I there's, think. there was there was like a genuine, sincere. Yeah, yeah. She made it into the top ten, didn't she? Yeah, she, she, she did. did. Thanks to Ooh, thanks for mirror. Uh, <laughs> but, but, but still, but, but the, the thing that was really appealing about her, for one, she is cute. But the thing that was really appealing about her in season one was every other character's reaction to her of Emir going like, oh, I'm gonna marry you someday. This is so great, and everybody else being like, she's an angel. Yeah. Gonna marry that without, girl. Yeah. Without her being obnoxious about right. it. Right, yeah. In, in a lot of other shows, like, characters react that way to a person, and then the audience just can't stand her. Mm-hmm. But that was never the case with Krista. Yeah, I totally agree. But then in this episode, it's like, not only did we get more of her backstory and a little bit of a revelation of who she actually is, which then it's, like, amazing that she is who she is in spite of all of that. Yeah. It hasn't made her, like jaded and angry. Just suicidal. Uh, Yeah, just suicidal. Well, I'm wondering at what point in their their relationship slash their time um, in the Academy, um, I'm wondering at what point this actually happened because because, um, it puts their conversation with Sasha in a different light as well. Um, you know, when in oh, that flashback, yes, yes. where Amir's like, hey, why are you pretending to be something Somebody you're not? not. Oh and my God. Krista stands up for her going, she can be whoever she wants. That, I feel like, <laughs> that's a good that, point. I feel like this scene where they're dragging Daz through the snow, that's his name, right? Daz. Yeah, Daz. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? The dead he, weight. He did nothing in yeah. the Battle of Trust, guys. Yeah. He was useless. Except he survived this snow thing. Amir is absolutely right. He's not cut out to be a soldier. She's right. No, she is right. But I feel like this conversation happens after that confrontation with Sasha because to me, that's kind of impetus for Amir to be like, Stop pretending to be somebody you're not. You know, yeah. you like basically throwing Krista's own words back in her face. Just, that's a good point. You know, um, I feel like it could go either way. Yeah, yeah. I, feel, I wouldn't be surprised either way. Yeah, I feel like it could definitely be um, Amy throwing her own words back at her, or it could be Krista more confident in. Mm-hmm their relationship and like where she stands being like hey quit ragging on other people for trying to make themselves better yeah sure sure but I do think that you know you got a chance in this episode too to see Krista like to see this really like brave and intuitive uh, or or, uh, that's not the word I'm looking for like inventive side of her you know what I mean because it's like she's realizing that oh Emir is 
protecting the tower, she could easily run away, or she could tear the tower down and potentially crush all the Titans that are attacking us with this tower. And so she's the one who's like yelling at her, like, tear the tower down! Don't try to protect it! Well, it's an interesting... in a blaze of glory! Yeah. It's an interesting parallel, for one, because it's Krista throwing Ymir's words back at her from that day. Right, right. But two, it's also a very similar conundrum because Ymir basically told her, she's like, look, you can drop Daz and he'll have a chance of surviving and we definitely will. Or, you know, you guys could stay out here and freeze to death. But if you drop him and we just go now, there's a chance he could live. And we definitely will. I like those odds. And and so seeing Ymir do everything she can to not knock down the tower... You know, it's it's again, it's a wonderful parallel to that situation where tear, uh, you know, tearing down the tower would be like, this is a way, like statistically speaking, there's a way better chance of you surviving if you just tear this thing down. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. And then yep. we have Kelly Jones in chat saying, can we talk about the fact that Emir can speak in her Titan form? Well, I mean that that again, like, and and they bring it up in the episode too, which kind of goes back to this idea of. In this scenario, yes, of course, Amir knows she's a Titan. In yes. the scenario of her uh, carry, the, yeah, yeah. her scaling down the wall, carrying Daz and uh, Krista, again, definitely knew she was a Titan. Definitely. However, we still are unsure if she knew that what she, she was, was a Titan back in the in the days of Naming Bertold and Reiner's friend. Ugh. We still aren't sure if she was aware of her transformation at that point because it's like we know that Aaron when he first transformed did not know. He was so bug nuts. Right. So Emir yeah. clearly at this point in her life has had enough experience with her Titan form that she has a good amount of control she over it. She has a decent understanding. Right. Which, again, is so interesting, um, especially considering Bertolt and Reiner's age when when this happened. Like, they were kids, mm-hmm. and she was a Titan, so at what point in her life what, did she become a Titan? Right. And who did this to her? And does she age? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's a good question. The um, yeah. well, and uh, I'm thinking about Aaron when when he, you know his father clearly experimented on him. Uh, right, he was like what, as a child. 10? Yeah, he was as 10? a small child. Is this like sort of an Evangelion situation where they're like anybody over the age of 14 we can't use? Yeah, like, let's let's just experiment. We just gotta get them older. Shinji, get the Titan. <laughs> It's made out of you instead of your oh dead mother. Uh, <laughs> oh, that series. Um, but, but no, I There's mean... This list of top ten if, terrible anime dads. No, we, they all have... We've definitely yeah. talked about that. Yeah, Aaron's dad is in that. Yep, Ar- yeah, Aaron's dad, Shinji's dad, Professor Tomoe. All of them have experimented on their children. I'm sure, I'm sure the list goes on. I'm sure they're all in a club oh, together, yeah. too. Oh, oh yeah. They, they <laughs> meet up at a conference every like year. They're evil dad. Club. <laughs> I would watch the shit out of that show, by the way. <laughs> I'd put Gendo at the top because iconic. Uh, uh, yeah. They're all terrible human mm. beings, though, let's be honest. Um, but yeah, yeah. Wh- like just to add another layer to it, what if Aaron's dad is the one that did this to her? Because clearly experimenting on kids isn't outside well, of his like moral compass. And Listen, the question is why and is he working with and someone he's a and doctor, where did he go? And he would leave to go on travel a ton. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. It's 
for sure a possibility. And 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 definitely given the fact that we know that at least at some point in her, in her life, we're not sure when or for how long Emir kind of fell on hard times. If she was like an orphan kid and like a Fagan gang kind no of situation. Yeah. yeah. And there are tons, I mean, the, there's an entire OVA talking about Levi's backstory right. as an orphan. Um, there are tons of orphans in this world. And an entire so happens happens when, uh, <laughs> the population's all getting eaten by giant sexless people. And there's people. an entire like criminal underbelly that we haven't even touched on in the series proper. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I don't know, there could be some black market, you know, human trafficking in terms of like strictly for science experiments yeah. going on. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, anyway, so to to kind of get back to, to what we know for sure is going on here, um, I do want to touch on just a little bit, just because we get a little bit of our, our initial main characters back in both the flashback and at the very end where we have our deus ex Mikasa, uh, <laughs> which uh, I feel like every deus ex machina should be a deus ex. Mikasa, Mikasa yeah, I absolutely. I totally agree. Um, I love that just seeing Aaron. What we mostly got from that was, God damn it, Aaron! I, I mean, to me, that was amazing because yes. so shown because they because the thing yes. is about that I've always really enjoyed about this show, and the thing that I really, really, really disliked about the live action movie uh, was is the handling of Mikasa's character. Yes, because Mikasa is just literally really good at her job. She's always portrayed as being like the smartest and the strongest and the best when it comes to fighting titans. You know, she's easily she the top of her class. She didn't need a man to make her that way. She mm-hmm. sure did. She didn't need to get abandoned by a man. She just needed to have just her, her parents, parents murdered in front of her. She didn't need to get abandoned by a man and then hook up with another man. Uh, yeah, make- with not Levi? With not it's so Levi. weird, guys. The live action movies are weird. <laughs> Don't watch them. Um, but anyway, or if your advice wa- on that because I haven't. Or if you're going to watch them, make sure lots of whiskey yeah, is on yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're very entertaining if you're very drunk. That would be a great how did this get made. Anyway, uh, but so, so, uh, so, uh, I've always, but I've always really enjoyed that she is very much this, you know, strong figurehead. And, you know, I, again, I've made it very clear on the show that I do not, uh, care for her being with Aaron. I don't really think that Mikasa needs a romantic attachment. She's just really great on her own. Uh, yeah. and, but that being said, it's like, even still, you know, they, portray her as being a lot more capable than Aaron. Well, and, and here, well, that's not difficult. No, no. He, I, he's it's, still, re- as I said, he's still really dumb and incompetent. I mean, in the Battle of Trost, he was in it for about 30 seconds before he lost his leg. Yeah. And, and then like, <laughs> and you see, and you see that bravado though. It's kind of nice to see, to go back to a little bit to, to seeing him with that bravado that he had yeah. before, before everything went to hell. Um, because like he he's getting ready to lead a charge out there when the administrators refuse to go and send a search party until morning, and his, the thing he says is, "Guys, you should listen to the administrators. You'll freeze to death and become casualties. But I, as the shonen protagonist, shonen protagonist, <laughs> am immune to such treatment. We have established that I cannot die." <laughs> Or at least I think I can't. I don't freaking know. Uh, so it was. It was on the one hand. It's um, 
it's very endearing to see that side of Aaron again, um, just even for a hot second. But at the same time, it's like, man, you are really lucky that Emir chose to turn into a Titan, or you all probably would have frozen to death. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. But, like, you also see a lot of the camaraderie that this group really does have with each other. Sure, yeah. They all, volu- with the exception of Annie and Jean, they all volunteered to go out and try to find Krista. Oh, I know. Although that's 100% because they're like, I gotta find my future wife. I know. <laughs> that um, was a really... I would like to think that Jean was already asleep. Well, yeah. Sasha was like, I brought extra snacks for everyone. And you know how she feels about <laughs> sharing snacks, food? Yeah. Yes. No, that that was a really, really cute scene. And poor Marco. I was gonna say, I was like, oh, Marco. I remember you, you're Marco, dead. you sweet summer <laughs> child. Real quick, uh, we're getting manga spoilers in the chat. Uh, shoot. Stop that. Uh, Guys, I, there's I thought I was massive, good. but... Stop that. I thought I was good after a uh, few episodes, but guys, yes, um, I will have to continue doing it at the top of every episode then. Um, yeah, guys, no manga spoilers in the chat or in the comments, please. Uh, not everybody has read this portion of the manga. And to be honest, the people who have, we we haven't finished the manga. So we're, we, like, uh, we really appreciate it if you guys don't leave any spoilers and keep the discussions to this episode and this episode alone. That would be super. Thank you, guys. We love your enthusiasm, though. We absolutely keep up that enthusiasm. Just keep the spoilers out. Um, but yeah, we have that wonderful bit with Marco, that that poor, poor boy, uh, who, that sweet cinnamon roll who was too good for this world. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it was nice to see him again for a hot second. Uh, <laughs> there he is. And there he goes. Um, a lot like his military career. Um, <laughs> but with well, um, I was gonna make the thirty thousand pounds of bananas joke, but no, with, no, that's better. With uh, them come, which makes me feel really bad for um, you know Gelger and Nanaba. You know, if they had just held out for I a know, little bit longer, help was just around the corner. Yeah, then Ugh. Mikasa could have shown up and saved them too. Saved again, the day. Like, that was such a great moment because like. Uh, uh, Ymir had just had that really triumphant moment of like, you know, knocking out all the Titans, but then it turned out like, oop, maybe not so much. <laughs> and then Krista's like, I'm going in. She just like <laughs> charges in there. With and then no has this moment of, gear. I regret this decision. Like, oh, like, that a was lot. not smart. <laughs> I need to tell you my real I name. Know. Which, by the way, Historia is a really dumb name. It is a really dumb name. I know. At first I was, like, I was like, oh, Historia, the name of the episode. That makes perfect sense. It's like, it's like all pretty much a flashback and there's some like implications of course uh that like Krista is like actually straight up part of a royal family like it's beyond just like rich is people she a Disney princess um so to me I'm like oh yeah it's like a fancy history historia and then I was like oh that's her name <laughs> I wonder if that isn't one of those names that's just passed down for forever though well yeah. I feel like I feel like it's one of those things where it's like I'm gonna be really on the nose about how I name this character. Yeah. Um, because the whole reason why the Order of the Wall is monitoring her is not only because she's a bastard of a nobleman who may or may not be royalty, mm-hmm. but you know, I'd love it if she were a Disney princess. That'd yeah. be amazing. Um, but the other thing is, is that Pastor Nick makes the comment of like, she probably has more answers than I can give you. Yeah. So I'm wondering if maybe the key to unlocking 
the secrets of this world and its history and how the world came to be this way lie with her. So, Could be. if that's the case, I get naming her Historia, but it's still oh, a right, dumb name. Oh, right, because she's like the she's like the keeper of all the secrets of the history <laughs> of the history of I the think world. It's, I act realistically. I think it's that certain things sound cooler uh, to In a non English speaker, <laughs> <laughs> like. You know, uh. gentle uterus. That sounds really cool in Japanese. Uh, not so much. Uh, what? That's one of the. That's like Sailor Star he- Healer's attack. I want to say it's one of those <laughs> Sailor Starlights has an attack literally called gentle uterus. Like okay, uh, that's amazing. One of those moments in my I life was, where know, I really, I was, really need context. I was gonna reference Tuxedo Less Smoking Bomber, but I was like, I'm just gonna go all out. I'm just gonna <laughs> just do it. Uh, I never watched Stars. That's amazing. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sailor Stars was a good time. uh, Krista isn't a Disney princess until we get at least three songs. And birds. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes. Oh, that would be She sings in Titans dance in circles around her. Hey, man, I'd be fine if that was like her superpower. An attack on Titan Choreographed horse tossing. They they make a point of like bursting into song every now and then. (laughs) That's true. Uh, Just saying, guys, make it happen. (laughs) Make it happen in season two of uh, the Abridged series. Um, The only other thing I want to point out uh, before we kind of uh, delve into uh, predictions in iTunes is talking about Aaron just when they came back. He, again, that sense of bravado, he hasn't killed a Titan outside. Uh, he hasn't killed a Titan outside of his Titan form. So no, I know. I love that he literally was like, he's like, yay, I killed something. <laughs> I got one. What, does everything else just not count? Oh, okay. Aaron. I, he probably thinks you nerd. of like being in his Titan form as like cheating. Like all, all the Titans that he's killed in his Titan form. That doesn't count. It's not really him. It's not applying any of the skills he learned in school. Yeah. Except that, like, you're not really good at the skills you learned in school, so maybe you should focus on being a titan, which you're actually kind of good at. You can be. Maybe you should just focus on being a giant rage berserker. That seems to be going pretty well. Yeah, for you. yeah. Just the hate. Yeah, exactly. Just, you. just hulk it out, man. You know, looks great for Bruce Banner. I'm sure that it'll be he good for you to, too. He turns to Mikasa and he's like, "That's my secret, Mikasa. I'm always angry." And then he turns into a titan. That's my secret. Titan, 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 titan. <laughs> Ah, uh, okay. Um, is there anything else you guys want to talk about, real quick? Nothing no, I can the, think of. No, I mean, again, it was like head, you know, these last very couple episodes have been very. Even though this one was mostly a flashback, it was still pretty linear and straightforward and focused on one storyline yeah. instead of jumping back and forth between people like we did for the first few episodes of this season. So, yeah, it was, you know. It was great. Uh, yeah, Krista, Krista and Amir. Feisty, feisty Krista is adorable. Yeah, like that moment her. where she's cheering her on and gets caught in, the, in mid-cheer yeah. is just the cutest thing I've ever seen. It was seen. just great to see, like, that Krista is also in love with Ymir. Like, Ymir's <laughs> clearly in love with Krista, so that's just these two kids about it. These two crazy kids, maybe they can make it work. They might, they, assuming they might just Im- get together. Assuming Ymir isn't carted off to jail. One's well, a princess, the other's a titan. It's a Beauty and the Beast story. Hey. Tale as old as time. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that movie. I like it. Um, all 
right. Well, really quickly, uh, before we go into predictions, I want to talk to you guys really quickly about iTunes. Oh, yeah. Folks, thank you so, so much so to everybody I. who's gone to iTunes to rate, subscribe, leave a comment. We love hearing from you, and it is the best way to let our producers know that you guys like the show that we're putting on. Keeps the lights on here at the studio. Keeps us at these fancy desks. And uh, if you guys do leave a comment, you may even get a shout-out on the show. Since you both have iTunes <laughs> pulled up, uh, Emma, do you want to do one? Katie, you'll do the next one, and then you do the... Yes, because the there's three oh, in no. total. Dibs on the top one. It's got my name in it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll read the first two then. Go. Uh, so this one says, uh, different scouts, same great quality from Reflex123. The host lineup has changed a bit since season one, but if anything, the energy of the panel is even higher. I love this after show so much. I have gone, oh God, where is it? Only to realize I'm a day early. I can't wait to see uh, what they think about the latest episodes. Because we uh, used to be on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one is a great way to reflect from Shadows 1192. Uh, the podcast is fantastic and the hosts are what helps the podcast shine. It is the perfect companion to the show and a great way to spend my commute to work. I love being able to reflect on the episodes and listen to new theories. Even though I know where the series is going because of the manga, it's fun to listen to their speculations. 11 out of 10 would recommend. Aww. And then from Ace Trainers 97, we have Form Volt. Wait, wrong show. <laughs> I guess if you want to assemble a crew talking about giant things fighting other giant things, this is a team you want to put together at AfterBuzz. Absolute blast for this to be back. And while a few of the old crew have left since the first season, the energy is still here. From Katie's terrible puns that warrant a boo from the others to the fan theories that tra- traumatize Alexis and make her want to curl up in a corner, there is a lot of fun to be had here on this After Show. Thank you. You guys are so sweet. Thank you. I also want to give a shout out to uh, Nate on Twitter. That's GameboyNate17 on Twitter. He says he he doesn't have to work tomorrow, so he can actually sit down and watch us live. Mm. So if you're still watching, Nate, hello, and thank you for tuning in. Yay. Okay, guys, (laughs) let's go ahead and delve into some predictions. And now, you're after So, I'm actually thinking that Emir isn't actually a spy for the Order of the Wall, because she made a big deal about how she used to serve other people, but now she only lives for herself. So, I feel like she's not. That doesn't change the fact that being a a Titan has landed her in a lot of hot water, and I feel like they're going to approach this... I don't know how they're going to approach this, because clearly she's not like Eren, but at the same time, right. it's like how like we could use this, but can we trust her? Uh, yeah, I I don't I don't know. Uh, again, it's like there. It, I like how in control she is of her Titan form. Yeah, but then again, so was Annie. So yeah, implicitly, I I trust her way more than Annie. I, I don't think that Ymir is bad because this is the thing is that like Annie was like truly betraying her comrades like she actually fought against them and as of yet other than the flashback where we see that Ymir obviously had some past Titan run in with Berthold and Reiner she hasn't like gone Titan on her friends and even if you just look at the character design like at the difference between her and Aaron and the female Titan, there's mm-hmm. a huge size disparity. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the 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 other two Titans are much more well defined. Mm-hmm. Um, so like whatever whatever was done to her to make her into a Titan, it was clearly done in a way that 
you know, not as precise and like as well thought out. Absolutely. She's a gremlin. Yeah, she's just Aww. a teeny tiny <laughs> little, little gremlin. Gremlin type. Ankle biter. She's like weirdly cute. But she's a little ankle biter. I do, you're right. I don't think she's a spy for the Order of the Wall. I think she's kind of more of a free agent. I couldn't tell you why, but I feel like she has been on her own for a good chunk of time. Um, also, if we're judging from the preview, looks like things go down next episode. Yeah. I feel uh, like the reason I was asking earlier about how this revelation will affect Reiner and Bertholdt is because per, uh, Reiner clearly had a case of PTSD oh, in yeah. this moment, mm-hmm. and the next episode is called Warrior. I really hope it's not the case, because I love him so much. But like, <laughs> what if he decides to kind of go darkest timeline and try to murder her for what she did. Yeah, I mean, again, that's... Like, even if she's not aware of it, 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 like, it doesn't change the fact that their friend is dead. No, absolutely. And I think that that is good storytelling, and there's a strong possibility that that could happen. <laughs> no. So, honestly, if someone's gonna go after her, I'd put it on Berthold. Oh. Beware the quiet one. I don't know, man. There's something shifty about Berthold. So, yes, I feel like he could be the one to go after her, but it wouldn't be in the same, like, sad rage way as Reiner. It would be like, you know oh, no, I mean? he would be, like, sneaking into her yeah. room with a vial of poison or uh, something. Like, like, yeah, in the in the dead of night and yeah. just do it quietly. The difference between barbarian and rogue. Sure. Well, if that's the case, then, like, I obviously Amir's exhausted, but then would she turn into a titan and try to... Fight I feel back. like will she get would her she limbs back the yeah, next time she yeah. turns yeah, into she's a kind of because uh, Aaron little... did. Aaron did, but again, there's there's a difference between you know uh, the berserker titan and the female titan and the dancing titan. Yes. Is what yeah, yeah, dancing the gremlin. Yeah, <laughs> the tiny little gremlin. So we don't and know Aaron's if a like, weirdo. Well, yeah, we don't know yeah. if she's gonna you know in terms of the lost limbs if she's got like a get out of jail free card when it comes to that. She might very well have lost those limbs for good. And we have uh-huh. Hassan in chat saying, man, this is like Scream. Who is the Titan slash killer? Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Hello. Uh, Aaron, I guess? I don't know. Krista? What's your favorite Titan? <laughs> they don't have movies in this world, do they? No, they no. don't. Oh, man. Yeah, there's no, <laughs> way, uh, there's no way a Scream-type killer could exist in this world because no one has movies. No one's bored enough to just watch all the movies. A Titan <laughs> shows up and it's just a ghost-faced Titan. Yeah. That'd all be great. Elongated jaw and hollow eyes. But, but, yeah, so I feel like that just about does it this week. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to the next one, and I feel like it's gonna get real dark, real quick. It's gonna, it's, it's about to go down. <laughs> Things well, are going to capital O a call. Mm-hmm. Well, Katie, where can people go if they want to find you? You can find me all over the social medias and on YouTube at Kiaget. That is K I A X E T. Um, Iron Fist ends tomorrow, and uh, I almost said Attack on Titan. Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> Starts with in disguise. Oh. <laughs> starts Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Arrow is back on Wednesdays, and Red versus Blue starts on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Every fourth Thursday, we are working with public releases, not first releases. So, episodes one through four. And Samurai Jack, we're in the final stretch. That is Sundays. Oh, my heart. Super I'm not busy. On, I'm not on Samurai Jack, but I am keeping but up with the so, show. You can it's so good. It's so good. We need to talk about this yeah. latest episode. Oh, my then. gosh. Yes. And I am a regular on Gather Your Party on Geek and Sundries. That's Friday nights at 7 p.m. on twitch.tv slash geek and sundry. Emma Fife. That's me, Emma Fife. I can be found uh, on Twitter and Instagram at my name, Emma Fife. You can also find me tomorrow and Friday at 8 o'clock a.m. over on uh, Collider Video 
on their YouTube channel as part of TV Talk. We are doing our beta test of doing TV Talk as a live daily show at 8 o'clock a.m. Pacific time. That is 11 o'clock a.m. Pacific st- uh, or Eastern Standard Time. And I found out 4 o'clock p.m. GMT, which is Greenwich Mean Ooh. Time, Ooh. Uh, because we have international fans that wanted to know. So I figured it out because I'm smart. Uh, <laughs> uh, also, uh, if you want to continue to hang out with me tonight uh, in about... Oh, just 40 minutes. I will be over uh, at HyperRPG. That is twitch.tv slash HyperRPG uh, doing Honesty Hour. So I'm just basically going to be hanging out with Zach, our executive producer, talking about my life. So <laughs> you should totally, totally come chat with me. It's going to be a good time. Uh, and then on uh, Friday nights on twitch.tv slash HyperRPG, uh, check me out on Pencils and Parsecs. It is a Star Wars RPG. It's a great time. And be sure to follow Alexis at atorres890. Please don't tweet her any spoilers. Uh, I don't know if uh, she's yeah, gotten a chance she to watch. Yeah, um, so don't tweet her any spoilers, but be sure to follow her and keep up with all of her stuff. I'm Megan Salinas. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Manglin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. Uh, I'm on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz TV. I write articles for the Movie Chick. That's Stick With 2Ks. Be sure to check those out. I'm also on the Shadow uh, Remastered, and we're going to be, pretty soon, we're going to actually start releasing unaired episodes. So be sure to uh, be sure to like on Facebook to keep up with all of that fun stuff. Thank you guys so so much for watching. We will see you all next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Deus Ex Mikasa. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 